spooky burrow. This video and audio contains disturbing content, violent content, spooky content, cute creatures, sudden laughing. Viewer discretion and listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody and welcome back to Spoopy Burrow. I am Shelly Residential Phoenix who totally did not five seconds ago just forget her opening lines. And with me, because I'm way too mentally shot to think of an octopus pun, is an octopus May. Yep, yep, that, and I helped her remember, which is sad because I am exhausted. Oh my god, Thanksgiving break is, uh, whoo, that, that is actually, I think, the most exhausting time of year for us. Yeah, especially, catching... like, we don't really do Thanksgiving, it's always on the weekend, and it's just, like, gluttony.exe, and mm-hmm. then death. <laughs> I know, I, I got ham, and I'm like, you know, if I have my cranberry, like my actual cranberry sauce with like the legit cranberries and stuff, I'm good. However, I was kind of like, all right, I, I can dig not having turkey. And then the in-laws came in and brought a marshmallow treat turkey. Fucking what? It was a giant marshmallow treat in the shape of a turkey. That's amazing. I have pictures of it. I had a wing and a leg. That's Wow. And the stuffing was the lint truffles. I can't even complain. That sounds amazing. Oh my god, it was. It was super awesome. So, yes. Back Um, to our uh, spoop spoop. Back to our last episode of uh, Creepypastas. Oh man. You ready for this? Yeah, tell me a story. I'm snuggled down. A normal length one. A kind of long one, and I think one of the most well-known creepypastas. Oh, we're actually doing a mainstream one? It's an off-the-mainstream one. Oh, so it's a hipster one. Yeah. We got them hipster creepypastas for you today. So, uh, I will (laughs) let you choose. I want the second one. You want the second one. Whichever that may be. I don't even remember your descriptors. You're like, it's long, it's hipster, it's weird. I don't know what's going on. All right. I think this is the quickest we've jumped into these episodes, too. I so. know. We're like, I'm here. Also, like, Insert the opening is shorter, too. I don't have to put the whole SCP opening bullshit. True facts. Oh, my God. They're so much shorter. It's, like, now a whopping, like, I think 20-something seconds instead of 30-something. Damn. So the title of this is called, I Don't Know Who My Neighbor Is Anymore. I like it. I, I'm showing her the script. It's just this giant thing that says, I don't know who my neighbor is I anymore. I like the uh, giant ass font on top where mm-hmm. like, I could see it from here. Um, I'm like, what, five feet from you or something? Mm-hmm. And my eyes are shit. So All like, right. Quality. Okay. Tell me a story. So, I love the first like line of this because it actually excuses 90% of grammatical and English errors. And it's still probably written better than half of that site. Pause. And we're getting loved via phone call. And we're back! Yay! (laughs) So how did we deal with that little break interruption thing? I'm just going to edit it out later. Sounds good. Because editing is a wonderful thing. So, like, we should totally... You should just, like, have that blank space and just... Editing is a wonderful thing. I'm I'm literally going to put, like, elevator music. I love... Wait, you know the bathroom at the con? Mm Mm-hmm. We should totally have that, like, smooth jazz, borderline porno music going on. I'll actually find the most ridiculous porno music to put in Sweet. there. I just really anyway. like that bathroom music. Anyways, time to read some creepy pastas. So it is, I don't know who my neighbor is anymore. 
And you know, half of these I should read in a totally like random ass freaking voice, like way too happy and cheery. Or like a valley girl or a Starbucks I'm girl. <laughs> if people want me to, I will read the last creepypasta in a valley girl accent. If we can get over a hundred views on this, I will do a re-recording of the last one that we're going to read oh, God, in a valley girl. Do it. Let's so, go. um, spread the word. Challenges have been issued, people. Yep. We need to get a hundred views, like a hundred listens in one month. So December 27th is when you guys, actually December 28th is when, oh wait, shit. We're recording in advance. Oh, crap. Um, January, guys. You have it till January? <laughs> I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll post it. We'll, we'll, we'll have a thing. We'll figure out the, uh, the timing here. Yeah, creepypastas definitely need to be recorded ahead of time because of, uh, scheduling conflicts. Yep. <laughs> I love how we talk about, like, not letting people know when we're recording. We just talked about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Good job. God, our continuity errors are horrible. Anyway, I don't know who my neighbor is anymore. First, let us be clear that English is not my native language, so probably this may sound sometimes weird to some people. But anyways, I felt like I had to tell someone, and maybe this way, some of these studies can go on, regardless of how painful for some of us this were. Oh, Lord. Again, thank God English is the second language. I can get away with all of this. Totally, totally a legit excuse, even if it is- Second, be aware that these documents you find must be well-preserved and can be a threat to your life. Jesus, are we SCPing this shit? I don't know, and I hit- remember, I hit the random button on these first two. Gotta love that random. Once you've found this and read it, then it is too late. You are now under constant danger and must not trust anyone, not even yourself. Sounds and be ready to bear whatever pain will come your way. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah, I guess I read this a couple of decades ago or something. Funny enough, I am from a small town that is now part of Hungary, but some decades ago, I was just a scientist assistant working for the Germans. World War II Germans. In parentheses, that is. <laughs> Nowadays, I am living in... Demisir? Since two years ago. But I almost read that as December, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I have moved from town to town for decades, afraid that somebody that someday someone will find me and take me a and take away all the material that I kept with me after the war. Other towns where I lived are some really, really obscure Hungarian places that I can't pronounce. Go and look it up if you want to know the freaking towns. <laughs> Um, now that I am almost a 90-year-old man, and I am very sick, you know, kudos for you on being able to run a freaking computer yeah. and typing this up, 90-year-old man. Kudos to you. Yep, yep. My young neighbor is a popular journalist on the internet and decided to help me, uh, to help me tell the story. Okay, thank you, young neighbor. For dealing with that. Yes. Yes. As I suggested to him, I prefer that he just publish the letter and not write a story himself due to the dangers that I think this will put him through. At least he's a courteous old man. Yeah, courteous old German scientist, buddy. During World War I, one of our biggest enemies was working on a sleep deprivation experiment. Hmm. Um, are you sure that this isn't like an eyewitness account of like the Russian sleep experiment? Because that stuff was spooky. Okay, um... 
He was a... It was done in a very fast period of time for the experiment was monitored by force. A group of volunteers, as they claimed, were kept in a chamber as a gas stimulant was injected into the air in light dosages. This sounds like the sleep experiment. Oxygen in the chamber was monitored in order to keep them alive regardless of constant inhalation of the normal toxic gas. The filtered documents revealed that the subject suffered intense brain damage during four or five days but some subconscious characteristics showed similarities with differences we are finding in other studies between experimental subjects and control subjects as an imposter uh, detection cognitive program. Jesus Christ, that was a freaking mouthful. Mm. In our other program, a series of questions were developed for a two-hour length interview where we could detect an imposter with almost 100% accuracy. Our problem was that the questionnaire could detect imposters regardless of the war or even family environment, such as a husband that hides a concubine and he feels the imposter for his wife. Hmm, weird. The enhanced results of the sleep deprivation experiment showed us an opportunity to perfecting the accuracy of our questionnaire. The only difficulty we had was this two-hour-long questionnaire was very stressing, and the subjects often reported signs of depression and sleeping problems during several weeks after the questionnaire was done. This is why we started using war prisoners as subjects. This is really starting to sound like the Russian sleep experiment. This is sketchy, okay. And that was when everything started. Now I have to take pills every day in order to stay focused after what we found. Please do not spread this lit. Do you, please do not spread this letter to the general audience before making proper peer reviews first. Proper peer reviews insert here. All right, the experiment was reduced from 30 days of sleep deprivation to only one week in order to avoid further damage to the brain of the subjects. First, we tried different cognitive tests in order to detect any difference in, psycho in the psychology of the subjects after the first days of the experiment. Every test, we gave the same expected results regarding levels of awareness of the environment and cognitive capacities, but the results regarding memory showed some interesting results. In the beginning, the memory alteration was just as we expected it to be for some details. When crossing the resulting data from the memory tests and the level of awareness or self-conscious results, some numbers did not match with the usual results. After analyzing the results and interviewing some of the subjects, they reported a different perception of their own memories. Some of them said, I feel like only one or two days passed after actually five or six days have passed. Interesting. We thought that... <laughs> we thought that that was just due to some perception alteration... Perception alteration time. But the consciousness levels tests showed that the problem was that apparently they were much more close connected with their memories than the normal subject with the normal periods of sleep. They also reported that they felt their memory is much more strong than usual. As every memory they recall was just lived just a few hours ago and that and that that was too much information. When the subjects were interviewed by non-scientific personnel, being military, they talked normally, but they were very excited to talk about things they were doing in the past days. What was remarkable was that those were the s those in a series of other attitudes matched some of the alert signals in the original imposter detection questionnaire, although we certainly knew that they were almost not imposters. 
Where the fuck is this even going to? Spoopville? I'm really hoping so. Because, like, this is pretty neat. The military said that they wanted to apply the original questionnaire to the subject, suspecting that we were using actors, at which we refused at the time. We were not in any position where we could argue with them. The results were confusing, because in order to apply that test, an experimental group, the war prisoners, had to be tested along with a control group, volunteers, that we all knew were not imposters. And... At the opportunity, we concluded that the experimental and the control group showed no significant differences. That was what we told the military, but non-relevant, quote-unquote, differences we detected were differences. We liked it or not. And that was not normal. Definitely English is your second language. According to the results, the experimental group was more likely to be imposters than the control group. What the fuck? <laughs> I think they're using imposter wrong, but continue. You know, you keep using that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> After that, we monitored the brain activity and the consciousness areas of the subject during the experiment in the days after and after the days limited uh, concluded. The first night, they slept with the monitors and showed a significant drop in their consciousness levels, more than usual. During the first deep sleep period, almost as part of their brain was almost dead, right after, less than a second later, the levels jumped to a high level like an electric shock in the brain. The next day, we applied the questionnaire again to half the subjects, with the same level of margin error as last time, a very low margin at that. Nobody passed the test, showing the same results as the previous control groups. While we were applying the questionnaire to half of the subjects, the other half in a separate chamber were being recorded with hidden microphones. During the first minutes after they all woke up, they started talking about how comforting that night of sleep was. We all thought that it was just normal, but then we noticed some of what they said was, I couldn't wait to arrive, or I thought that he would never die. We thought they were talking about the times when they were in the troops, or some of what they say was more revealing. Here I am now, or I like this body. A couple of hours- Whoa, that- that's getting spoopy. I like it. A couple of hours, and after discussing what that could have mean- what that could mean, we interviewed the other subjects again, but they didn't report any memory of that kind. What the fuck? (laughs) When we interviewed the second group of non- of the non of them, recalled these phrases. And I mean, none of them is all hyphenated. We then played them the recordings. They were they were all in a closed room listening to the recordings. As the sentences were repeated, the speakers, some of them started to cry. Some of them started to see the faces, pardon me, of each other and started shaking. And finally, everyone started to have a seizure, one after another as a chain reaction. The personnel entered... Um, enter the room to contain them and prevent them from injuring themselves. They were taken to separate rooms to rest during the day. They were extremely exhausted and we put them in ordinary personnel rooms thinking that they could not represent any danger to the laboratories, although there were were, uh, still guards on the hallways of the buildings. 
The next morning, every single one of them was dead. Well, well, geez, someone fucked up. They all had committed suicide inside their room. Some hanged themselves with the sheets tied to the wardrobe bars. Others drowned themselves in the bath. Others just sliced their wrists with a sharp ed- with any piece of sharp edge that they could find in the room, even biting their wrists with their teeth. Damn! This is why you don't play back audio recordings of people that you secretly take. God! Especially when you're doing creepy-ass experiments to them. Oh my god. After that episode, a meeting with the chief scientists took place, and they decided to continue with more tests with the remaining first group. Totally, totally kosher there, guys. Like, Jesus. For that, all the assistants were discarded, including me. Then how the fuck do you know what happened? Sneaky. (laughs) The experiment was extended by some weeks until the imminent attack of our enemies from the east were announced. I went to the labs to retrieve some of my personal effects, but the building was being evacuated. I went to the back of the building and a group of soldiers were burning a big pile of boxes of paper in the middle of the garden. Some scientists were helping burn all the studies. I do not know if it was my imagination, but I'm sure I saw a dark look in their eyes. Some of them showed signs of recently crying and some of them had completely red eyes with big circles under them. As though they were depriving themselves of sleep too. One of them saw me and apparently recognized me. He walked towards me with his hands crossed over his chest. When he was just a meter away from me, he opened his uh, coat slightly and showed me a thick folder. He handed it to me very discreetly, and I hid it under my jacket. Then he said, um, strangely loud, I'm sorry, young man, this is a restricted area. If you are looking for your stuff, then you're going to have to ask the soldiers on the front. He said, he looked to me as he's moving his head as if saying, get out now. I got the message and I got out of there as soon as I could. Then I went back home and read the papers that were in the folder. It was a draft of a report regarding some of the findings. I knew that that was the information I shouldn't have been receiving. I knew that sooner or later someone would start looking for me. From that day until now, leaving my family behind, I started to move from one smaller town to another. I cannot even remember every town I lived in, but from what I can currently remember, all of these, ironically, one of them ironically um, is named My Problem, (laughs) if you translate it. So yeah, more freaking towns that I am not pronouncing. This is what I learned that afternoon. Every time a subject went to sleep, their levels of consciousness were monitors with sensitive enough instruments. They could measure what was called a conscious continuum, or the continuity, or the continuity, no, it it is continuity, of their consciousness even when they were sleeping. Even in better sleep conditions, everyone showed an interruption in this continuity. Less than a second later, this almost unnoticeable level of consciousness started again, with no external stimuli on the part of the brain, almost as if a new conscious were were supplied by an external source. The subject supplied deprived of sleep did not show signs of this phenomena. The subjects that slept normally as all of us, would never pass the imposter detection questionnaire that we have used and burn later. Because we, using the words we, as the people who are self-conscious right now, exist only since last consciousness continuum interruption that we detected. We could not feel our memories with the strength of the experimental subjects felt, because we are only retrieving memories from the brain that we are using right now. We never actually lived them. 
tonight when you go to sleep, you, as your current self-conscious, will die. Tomorrow, another consciousness will remember everything and will think that he is you, but you will be dead. Imagine Imagine that someone records all of your memories, kills you, and then puts your memories in a subject with a blank mind. That person will believe that he is you, but you are still dead. That is what happens to all of us every night. Do not worry about tomorrow. I do worry about tomorrow now. That is matrix-level existential crisis insanity. Was that the end of the story? No, I still have one more freaking thing. Damn. Some of my colleagues are dead now, for they committed suicide. Others are still in treatment for depression. Others tried to stop sleeping as long as they could. Some of them suffered enough brain damage to end up in an asylum permanently. Others died. I am a slave of my pills and decided to never again contact my friends or family or any other imposter. If someday they found me, I will I will not matter to me. Oh, it will not matter to me. The person that filtered this ex- the person that filtered this experiments is not me. Okay. My neighbor is not who I think they are. That has the potential of being a beautiful sci-fi show or something. Oh, it totally does. Like, it has so much just going on, and I really like it. Okay, so that was a lot longer than I expected. Today's episode is pretty gonna be long. Yeah, so, what I'm gonna do is we're only gonna cut it down to two. Okay. Alright. We're doing the hipster one, then. Yep. And I will give you three guesses to what the hipster one is. I don't know creepypastas, so that's kind of pointless. It's a very well-known one. I don't know, like, any dude. I can actually prove that you know it. Uh, is it, was it this, was it the killer dude, or? No. Uh, It's not a character. It's a character. Um... Russian sleep experiment? Yep. <laughs> Didn't realize that that one was also along the lines of the Russian sleep experiment, but here we go. One of the most top-done experiment craziness known to man. Oh, do I know this one so well. I love this. I don't even know if we should do it because it's been done so many times, but I kind of do. It's so it, much fun. Just do it. Dude. It is. All right. If it's the one I'm thinking it is, it's spoopy. So yeah, it is. It is the one that you're thinking of. Okay. So like I said, if we can get a hundred listens in a month, I will valley read, girl. I will read the Russian sleep experiment as a valley girl it, and I will upload it. It will be beautiful. If we can get 200 listens. Oh, Jesus. I will video record it. (laughs) Go out and find a little chihuahua plushie and have him be next to me. I love it. That's if we can get 200. 100 is for the Valley Girl. 200 is for the video and I'll upload it to YouTube. Oh gosh. You're like, oh man, I gotta chill for this. Just um, just gonna snuggle down here and I'll let you read here. Uh, God, I love this one. (laughs) As I burp, I apologize. <laughs> I blame the coffee. The Russian sleep experiment. God, I can almost do this one by heart. That's we'll bad. Freaking read it, dude. Bite me. Did you say fuck me or bite me? Listen to the show and you tell me. Oh, Jesus. 
Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so that the gas didn't kill them, since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they only had microphones in five-inch thick porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots, and cots to sleep on, but no bedding, running water and a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised, falsely, that they would be freed if submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and they... It was also noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and that the general tone of their conversations took a dark aspect at the t four or five day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were, and started demonstrating severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other where they were, and started to dem and started. Blah, blah, blah. Whoa! I just reread the sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> they stopped talking to each other and began alternating uh, whispering to the microphones in the one-way mirrored portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think that they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was the effect of the gas itself. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber repeatedly, yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He then continued and attempted to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about his behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphone until the second captive, second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took their books apart, smearing page after page with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering into the microphones. After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming from all five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at very heavy levels of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke a response from the captives, afraid that they were either dead or vegetables. They announced, We are opening the chamber to test microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor, or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice response. We no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out among the researchers and military forces funding the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, they finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed to the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air. Immediately, the voices from the microphone began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of a loved one for the gas to be turned back on. The chamber was opened, and soldiers were sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. 
Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them were in life. Food rations, pa food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water in the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscle attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They just had been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning around the, evis fanning around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. The digestive tracts of all four could be seen working, digesting food, and it quickly became apparent what they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of the days. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but many still refused to return to the chamber and remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a, a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another of the five soldiers lost their lives if you count the ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than ten times the human dose of morphine, of a morphine uh, deprivif, and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of a doctor. When the heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood. Even after he stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuously begged for the gas, demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to a surgical operating room where the that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back in his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that they had given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought to, was brought to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through the four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier It took him a little more anesthetic than usual to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy, the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled, had tripled the normal level of oxygen. 
His muscles were the were still that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had nine broken bones in his struggle not to be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscles that his own muscles had exerted on them. The second survivor had been in the first group of five to start screaming, his vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested, reluctantly, they try the surgery without anesthetic, and did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it was not medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting in the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming that this was something of a drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so that the paper could write his so that the patient could write his message. It was simple: keep cutting. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well, though they had to be injected with a paralytic for during for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subject could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short amount of time, as they were trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted them to be given the gas again. Only three, only one response was given, I must remain awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of the military's benefactors for having failed the stated goal of their project considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-time confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious at this point all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all of his might, first left, then right, then left again, for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off the pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired to the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined unexpectedly. It looked as if he was repeatedly suffering from brain death before returning to normal. As they focused on the paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut in the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart stop, uh, simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed the same flatness as the one who just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside as well as three researchers.
One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the meat subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun to the remaining subject, still restrained in the bed, as the remaining members of the medical research team flood the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within all of you, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go into the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed, the sub aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out, so nearly free. I love how creepy that story is. Oh my god, it's Jesus. so good. I, apparently I am the cat's bed now. But yes. Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna quickly reset and come back for post-show. Yo! Oh yeah! See ya! Oh yeah! See <laughs> And we're back! Holy Ooh. crap! That was actually our shortest little intermission that we actually did in real life. Yeah, I literally just laid here and had cats crawl over me. They're like, hello, I'm going to just snuggle down here and just be 100 pounds on you so you can't ever move. And then Callie's like trying to literally bite the blanket and pull it off of her. It's really kind of cute. Yeah, it's just diabetes. So, it, it was the podcast Christmas. How do you like your new mic stand? Ooh, it's so nice. Like, I I can poke it and it moves, but it stays where it needs to be. So it's like, I can adjust as I go instead of going, oh god, I have to lay in one position all the time. Ugh. Don't worry. So uh, thank you, Alto Music. Toach, shout out. You guys always take care of us all the time that we go in there. Anyway, so the first one. I don't know who my neighbor is anymore. So... I feel like the title has nothing to do with anything, um, or it's the title's written by the by kid. the journalist kid. Yeah, and like I liked it, and I definitely loved the whole. Like, oh, it could totally be a fucking sci-fi yeah. series, like a mini three-part series. It totally could. That be. would be beautiful. Ex except, like I said, like the Matrix existential crisis. Like, are you even real? Sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I enjoyed it. I do like how, like, they pretty much threw out the fact that we can have, like, grammatical errors and stuff, being English is not my first language. I mean, I think- However, they screwed themselves in saying that my journalist neighbor- Yeah, it would have been, like, perfect if it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know. And, like, I also, like, the fact that they were with the Germans and stuff- they were a lot of them were multilingual because of the war. So, I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, guys, get good, mm -hmm. son. Nah, multilingual could be Flemish, German, and French, or German, Spanish, Italian. Could have been a lot of those. Never Imagine could... Spanish with a German accent. I've heard it. It's actually not as weird as you think it is. Oh. All right. So, the next one. So, Dear God, do we love our Russian sleep experiment? It, it's beautifully spooky. Um, oh my God, I don't even know if I could do that in the valley. 
I just, like, the one thing I actually don't like about it is at the end where he's like, what are you? I feel like that was a little too revealing. Like, it should have been, or, like, at least I would have had it more ambiguous just to be creepier. Like, it could have just ended, I am you. It, it kind of reminds me of the whole 4chan oh. thing. That is, uh, We Are Anonymous. Uh. Essentially the whole spiel. Have you ever heard that? Uh, is it the We Are Anonymous, We Are Legion thing? Or is it something else? We Are Anonymous. Quote. <sighs> oh, gosh. I am tired. Uh, we are Legion, we do not forgive, we do not forget, expect us anonymous is that whole thing. Uh, yeah. But it's, um... But it was this whole, like, spiel that they did during, um... This one thing where they had, um... Fox News... I think it was Fox News did a whole thing on Anonymous. Mm. Non. I I spelled Anonymous wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. I can spell today. Hey, at least you're talking, right? Exactly. It's like, you, you only could have one. Either spell or you talk. That's yeah. all you get. <clears throat> but it was like this whole... F I think it was the 4chan news story. Where, um... <sighs> it was this, um... Old news article. Like, this old news story where they went over, um... Like, who the 4chan anonymous hackers were, and they do it for the quote unquote lols. <laughs> oh, just I imagine will show some, it like, to old you. white people trying to figure out what that even means, and you're just like, oh, Jesus. And they like played a clip of some guy yelling that Snape killed Dumbledore <laughs> at, the, at the release of that book. I mean, that's such a dick move, but it like, is, it's... but like, that was one of the clips that they did. Mm. And I'm like, oh my god, I when I show it to you, it's horrible. But it's so amusing. We'll have to look that up in a bit. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. <sighs> um, so we have that. And that was that was some funs. Yeah. But it kind of just reminded me of that whole spiel. Hmm. Um but god, I just Russian sleep experiment is I think one of my favorite. Mm. Like downright is one of my favorite. The whole, like, the reason I didn't want to do Ben Drown, Tiki Toby, um, Clockwork. Oh, what is her name? It's, um, I think her name is just Clockwork. Um, who else is there? Jeff the Killer. Ben Drown, Slenderman, of course. Um, is just, I didn't want to go into it. And it was just, uh, so much work to do. Yeah, uh, oh, excuse me. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos like the top ten creepy pastas, blah blah blah. So why do what's already been done? You know? Yeah. Um, top ten creepy pastas is 9.99. Um, Candle Cove, which is a TV series, The Rake, 
which is a cryptid, uh, Where Bad Kids Go, The Keyhole, The Angel Statue, mm-hmm. uh, The Grifter, SCP Foundation, Jeff the Killer, and oh, really? Number one is normal porn for normal people. Ah, that's hilarious. Um, like I'm pulling up other ones. This one has Jeff the Killer, Russian Sleep Experiment, Ben Drown, Slenderman, Squidward Suicide, 1999 Smile Dog, Suicide Mouse, Abandoned by Disney, Sonic.exe. Um, <laughs> gotta go fast. Ronald McDonald House, Lavender Town Syndrome, Weeping Angel, The Rake, Tails Doll, Jane the Killer. Uh, the Doctor, The Pocket, Funny Mouth, Eyeless Jack is another one. Um, like, you get my point. Yeah. Uh, Mario 64 Damned, I've heard of that one. The Harbringer Experiment, huh. which is actually what I wanted to do under, quote-unquote, the rituals. Oh, is that the elevator you want? No. I'm actually gonna go over it now like in quick things um the hairbringer experiment is where you and a friend you need two people for it oh wait is this the creepy phone one no you need to sensory deprive yourself so you take a ping pong ball you cut it in half and you put it over your eyes you put complete um noise canceling headphones on so that you can't hear a single thing mm-hmm. and then you go into pretty much you lay down everything where like you can't like have anyone around you then your friends start trying to talk to you Mm -hmm. and through if you have any psychic abilities you start replying to them and one of it and you have to do it in a dark room Mm -hmm. like the person has to be in a complete lights out room so is the person in the same room as the person in sensory depth? I don't remember. I've heard it with both. Mm. But I want to go more into details with it kind of thing. And like some of these like rituals, I actually want to try. Yeah, like that one seems, I don't want to like, say I harmless, want, but like. I want to do the elevator one. So badly do I want to do the elevator one. But don't you have to do that one alone? Yes. Which is like, no thanks. I will do it. You, you would. Okay, so. Um... But yeah, so we did the Russian sleep experiment because it's a well-known one, but it's fun. And it's slightly plausible. Like, I know for a fact after, like, I purposely stayed up for 96 hours or 92 hours. Oh, cupcakes. Hold on, cupcakes. <laughs> Is that the pony one? Yep. Yep. No, but, like, when you don't sleep for a while, things get effing weird. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm saying no sleep. Literally not, not a nap. Not like a cat thing, just nothing. You just caffeine it up. And you just, shit gets weird, yo. So don't, please sleep. Sleep is good for you. Um. Hitalia episode 23 and a half. What? I know that one. Oh lord. You know that one, right? Oh god, is that the one it's we- It's where Japan and, uh. They eat someone. Yeah, Japan and, uh. We actually talked about it last Germany week. Germany eat each other, eat, uh, Italy and they kill them. Tiki Toby. What the hell's Tiki Toby? Tiki Toby is a character creepy pasta. I'll link it to you later. Okay. But he's one of like the big ones. The big ones. Uh, Pokemon Lost Silver, Pokemon Black. Hmm. Oddly enough, that makes me want to go to the toy store later. <laughs> which one? Like Toys R Us. Four. I mean, which one made you want to do that? The Pokemon thing. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna go do a thing and wander around like an idiot. 
literally not buy that. anything. Just just walk around. Oh, the Godzilla Nest game. What? Yep, that's it's, a creepy. Um, what? No, actually, the Godzilla Nest game is a quote unquote corrupted or possessed Godzilla game. Oh lord. Where the um, it starts like freaking out and glitching things in on itself. Okay. I'll actually pull up the article. Reminds me of Pony Island. It's Pony Island on cocaine. Oh, Jesus. Godzilla Ness Hack. Creepypasta. Okay. So, um... Oh, God. You can download one. Oh, Lord. Yeah, like, let's get a virus. <laughs> oh, God. Somebody actually made it. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I actually really want to fucking try this. Ness uh, Godzilla Ness Creepypasta. Okay. And Ness Godzilla Creepypasta is here. I'll go into Earth and Mars. Um, so it goes through and it starts like glitching out. Mm -hmm. Where like the graphics start to mess up. There's red blocks all over the place. Um, getting devoured by it. Things start spawning all over the place. The sprites start dissolving. And it, it was just like this whole aspect of it would start flashing crazy, like, creepy images and shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, this would, like, this weird creature would, like, come out on the side of the screen and it would just say, run. And it would try to, like, kill you. Fun. Fun. Yeah. And just one of the questions is, do you like dogs? Yes or no? Um, okay. It would uh, go into expressions, <laughs> and then the expressions started getting weird. Oh, here's the questions. Um, do you like this game? Are you afraid? Are you over eighteen? Do birds have teeth? Is peanut butter good? Does the moon rotate? Have you had a job? Do you like hurting people? Is the sun hot? Um. Do you like dogs? Is the president good? Does your dog like the president? Oh, <laughs> um, so you would go through all of these weird ass things. And it's a really good read, to be honest, because like they document it with all these screen cap photos. It's just really, really good. And I'm getting loved on my phone, but I do not care. Um, but yeah. So it is, it, it's some pretty thing. Oh, Courage the Cowardly Dog Lost episode was another really good one. But these are like, oh, Harrowbrine is another big one. But like, these are the ones that like, I didn't want to cover because almost everybody knows them. Mm -hmm. Except, you know, me who lives underneath a rock. You do live under a rock. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Did you see the new video? It's on actually Blue Planet 2, which I can't wait to see. Um, because rocks, uh, an octopus rolls himself in shells. And this shark tries to eat him, and he's like, I'm shell armor, bitch. And as it's trying to bite the shells, he just drops the shells and scuttles away. And the shark's like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? And the octopus is like, peace. <laughs> and it's all hiding. It, was, it, it literally rolled itself in seashells as armor. It was amazing. It's on Reddit right now, if you go look. It made me happy. But it's like, if I were an octopus, I am under rocks. I just scuttle down. Scuttle <laughs> yes, down and go black. Hmm, I'm in my little burrow here. Safe and warm. With the cat on you. Which it seems to be like 
every day of my life. There's always a cat on me. I'm not even joking. It's like, I go home. Wisp's like, you are my bitch now. And yesterday, the nap consortium was like, why are we not sleeping yet, bitch? They were very upset with me. Lily actually started pushing me. What? Like, Lily's like, it's time for sleeps. She climbed up on me. That's where those pictures came from, by the way. So Lily is my dog for the listeners, and Wisp's my cat. And they're, we, we call it the nap consortium, because around in three in the afternoon, we all take a nap. Because I have no life, and I'm on the sleep pattern of animals. And yeah, so it was like one in the morning, and the nap consortium demanded respite. <laughs> I'm not, like, Wisp was like on my neck trying to suffocate me out. She's like, sleep, bitch, sleep. Lily's like, I'm not even gonna protect you here. I'm gonna watch tile wagon. And I'm like, okay, it's time for the sleeps. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. I needed to crack my back. Because I'm totally not tired. <laughs> I cannot find it on the podcast. Yeah, I like the, or, what is it? It's the, um, I'm on Your Reddit early bird and I'm not night seeing. owl. We're just the perpetually exhausted pigeons. Yeah. Just oh god. <laughs> just sleep all day every day. Amazon Cyber Monday is here. Whatever. Oh yeah. They already know what day it is. I have to fix the uh I was having issues with my Barnes and Noble account and I try to call and they're like, dude, a high volume, blah blah blah. I'm like, bitch i'm trying to use coupons i have two hundred dollars worth of books in my shopping cart right now gimme 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 no i'm not even joking like mom's like go buy books i'm like you don't need to tell me twice loading that cart up books it's like my library will expand by an entire book series and a comic because i'm looking into reading the punisher comics after watching the show which was fantastic I know I need a, whatchamacallit, I need to re-get my red versus blue uh, fan guide, because Fee, when she was little, knocked a latte onto it, and I lost it. And I need to get one. So, Christmas anybody? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But, um, huh? Nothing. I'm going to listen to that post show, but I'm going to get to like halfway through the post show and I'm going to be like, I'm bored (laughs) and it's uploaded, exits out. That's usually how I get away with half the shit I say here. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Um, why is your cat so damn heavy? It's like double my cat. Because she's a Phyrexian. Whatever. You're a whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've been told that before. Anyway, um, I think we've uh, lost our tangents here, and uh, I think we should wrap this one up. I guess we can. Um, Unless there's more you want to talk about. Nah, but we do get started on Crazy Cryptozoology next. Yeah, and uh, have fun with me being the main speaker next time, because (laughs) I suck. I can actually sit and drink something? (gasps) Yes. You could be all like, I am Lord of Couch, except stay away from my couch. Excuse you, I... You do realize that we're getting a new one, right? I know. I mean, it's literally just going to be a different frame. Same everything. Oh, and the sidebars in the back are going to be a lot lower. Different design? Oh, yeah. It actually looks like a couch. 
Interesting. I love J-Beds, though. So comfy. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, our listeners are not interested in our furniture choices here. <laughs> and it's not Ikea. Yeah, no. But the Ikea SCP is a very good read. There's an Ikea... Oh, God. Now I have more research to do. Son of a bitch. I need to just pull up the gist of the Ikea SCP. So the gist Tangents. of the Ikea SCP is it is an endless Ikea... Oh, wait. Is this the one with the creepy-ass uh, mannequin that come for employees, you? Yep, oh, that are Christ. that don't really do anything to you during the day, but as soon as the store quote-unquote closes, they start trying to fucking murder you? In the night, they come for you. The Ikea in your dressing room. Get out. Get out now. (laughs) The Swedish meatballs in your gravy. Actually, that sounds delicious. Dude, Swedish meatballs are fucking delicious. I've only had it a couple times. I have to make make you Swedish meatballs. I have the best recipe from Motherland. I don't remember. It's something wedding soup. Oh, Italian wedding soup? So good. I actually had it homemade once. Not from my family, but actually from Tyler's family, the kid we met at the um, convention. Word. His mom, super good cook. We went there Easter Sunday. God, many a moon ago. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So we, we will have all the fun next episode. Yep. So going over crazy cryptozoology thing is. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I love yeah. that shit. All right. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>